Welcome to another episode of Only the Brave Have Fun. This is your host, Jasper, and today's guest is Ramesh Tonta. Now, Ramesh is a serial entrepreneur, host of the Agile Entrepreneur Podcast Show, and author of The 60-Minute Startup. He's also a consultant to Fortune 100 companies. In this episode, we are going to discuss what is Agile Entrepreneurship, what are the key principles, and who can benefit from it. So let's welcome Ramesh. Thank you so much for you know, connecting and coming on the show. For the people that are listening, I'm going to uh, let you know who today's guest is. Ramesh is a, is a serial entrepreneur, the host of Agile Entrepreneur Podcast. He's an author of The 60-Minute Startup, and he, he goes through a proven system to start your business in, in one hour a day and get your first paying client within 30 days or less. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about how did he start his business, what is agile entrepreneurship, and, then a, and a few other things we'll dive deep into. So first of all, Ramesh, welcome. Did I miss anything out or did I cover your introduction well? <laughs> thank you very much. And I'm, I'm really honored to be on your show here. Well, thank you. So, so let's begin by, you know, how did your journey start into, uh, into business? You know, what were you doing before that? And, and, and how did you start? Yeah, sure. Um, just to start a uh, you know, long time ago where I, I was trained as a mechanical engineer. And then afterwards, I've uh, never worked in the mechanical engineering field even for one day. Uh, right after that, I realized that uh, my interest uh, is not so much in the mechanical side. So I did a, a master's in industrial engineering, which actually led me into the systems, information systems side of the world. So when I started information systems, uh, I, I was working in India at the time. And afterwards, my work uh, led me to travels in Europe for some time. And afterwards, I came to the U.S. through work. And after the U.S., um, after I got settled here, I got my green card. The very first thing that I did was actually incorporate a business. And uh, because I was always passionate about starting a business. And the first transition was uh, kind of easy because uh, the place where I was working, they allowed me to work as a consultant to, for my own company, right? So that was a good right. transition. After doing that uh, for, uh, I would say, one or two years, then I really wanted to learn more about the business. So I quit my job and then I went and attended um, business. Uh, basically, I got my MBA, right? I went to university and I got my MBA. So then I got, once I got my MBA, uh, the company that I started is still going on. And at that time, uh, there was a boom of IT as well. So I let the company go, but I wanted to get a real corporate experience as well. So I joined a company um, in, in the marketing and business development side. And, uh, uh, but the company allowed me to experiment different things, right? The internet was just taking off at the time. So it allowed me to, uh, you know, buy websites and buy domains and sell domains. So I really uh, got me very uh, interested in what's going on at the internet, right? So Was it, was it like then, a um, consultancy or was it uh, you were working with? Or was it like a medium to large organization? What was it like? No, no, actually I was working with Intel Corporation on the business side. So I was right. uh, the marketing side, the strategy, business development for a full-time job, but I still had the company going and... Uh, uh, Obviously, there's no conflict of interest of what the company was doing, but I looked at the company at that time as an experiment, which is right. it allowed me to expand to different things, right? As I said, the domain flipping was hard at the time, and I said, wow, that's it's interesting, right? I looked at them as real estate, and then um, building websites, buying websites, and then you know going through the ups and downs of the Google algorithms. So that was another uh, fascinating thing. 
But 2016 is when I actually quit 100% again. Um, so I went, I started the company, I went into the corporate world, I came out again, as opposed to other people who have probably worked in the uh, corporate world and then quit and then started a business, right? So I, I went in and out uh, of this entrepreneurship and working and, and then coming back. So that is the journey in a nutshell. And since then, I've been writing, publishing, uh, multiple uh, ventures. I, I started multiple ventures I invested in and then, uh, in, then translating my experiences into books and into, you know, uh, these podcast kind of stuff. That, and I also started a podcast called The Agile Entrepreneur as well. And, and, and what kind of led to the idea of, uh, you know, I know with your background, we were having this conversation, you know, about Agile. Uh, for the people that don't know what Agile is, I know, I know what the word means, but in terms of what it is, what kind of methodology or philosophy it is, I mean, how did that idea came about? What is it, first of all, for the people that don't know what it is? That's a really good question, Jeffrey. While I was working, one of the things that, uh, that allowed me to uh, do was uh, lead large projects, especially the software projects. In the software side of the world, there is an established uh, uh, thing called Agile framework, Agile methodology. And especially that came into the horizon, I would say, in 2001 or so, right? There are four fundamental principles behind the Agile framework methodology. If you look at software, how it's uh, developed over a period of time, in the past, prior to the Agile, it used to be that somebody gives the requirements and then the development team takes the requirements and goes into a room and then develops the software and then comes back after a few months, three months, six months, whatever that is, and says, hey, this is what you wanted. And then the person who gets the requirements, no, that is not what I wanted. So then these guys will go back again. So it's called a waterfall methodology. So you take the requirements, you develop something, come back, and by the time environment has changed, so that methodology did not allow them to uh, be adaptive methodology has the four principles behind it is that so you need to collaborate with whoever the business partners are right so and the second one is make it iterative right so it's, it's you know that change is going to happen the requirements are going to change so build that process so make it iterative right and then the third one is that you, you have to and you're doing it in chunks right not the entire thing in one big uh, uh, one big project chunk. So the first one was to make it a collaborative. Second one was that it, it has to be iterative. The third one um, is that you have to break the entire project into small, small chunks. In Agile, it's called sprints, right? So it's a two-week right. sprint, right? So you break that into smaller uh, sprints and then uh, keep working on the, in those sprints, right? And then the, the last one is that you design the change, uh, the adaptability into the overall methodology. Right. So you, you know it, things are going to change as opposed to uh, reacting to a change that might happen. Or so proactively, you adapt to that. one. So this is the fundamental principles. When I looked at that and, and when I was starting businesses myself and I was listening to stories about entrepreneurs, how they started and then they're struggling, I said, why can't I apply this agile framework and methodology to starting businesses? Right. So in that, uh, what that means is you, you divide this entire starting a business into some defined, uh, some specific elements, right? How do you just launch the business and how do you try to get the first paying customers, right? And then, uh, um, so that is what led me to the 60 minute startup idea, right? Which is that every day you take 60 minutes and work on the 60 minutes on one thing about you're starting a business, right? And right. then 
so the entire the 60 minute startup is based on this agile way of doing things and breaks it into two pieces one is because if there are two fundamental hurdles that, that they had when uh, they're starting companies one is that just launch the business itself is a major accomplishment and the second one is getting the first paying customers allows them to you know, get the confidence and then keep going so i broke this uh, this starting a business into these two pieces how do you launch your business in the first 15 days and then how do you get your first paying customers in the next 15 days and so every day 60 minutes you take 60 minutes of your time and then work on let's say first day you you're trying to get the inventory of your you know skills knowledge and assets so so that you know what you want to offer to the customers so another day you want to look at the customers their pain points and then how you could serve them so another day you just focus only on the website piece of it if it's necessary for your business right so likewise every day you take 60 minutes and work on one item and along with that what i also do is that instead of trying to uh, start from a scratch start from a, a template something that is given to you i mean in the, in my case i offer the template but it could be something that you might come across that you could leverage from so i mean that is the fundamental concept behind the 60 minute startup and then how it leverages the agile entrepreneurship principles right okay and the key principles are applied from taken from agile into entrepreneurship got it and is it kind of relevant to you know people that will obviously have different ideas in different industries does it kind of apply across the board to all industries or is it specific industries doesn't apply to this is my belief right so i i'm definitely biased in the sense that this applies to all principles right so again by the way i could even take the agile framework methodology i would say it applies to not just entrepreneurship it could apply to many aspects of life as well let's say if you want to be an author right so then you could be an agile author essentially you break down the entire piece of writing a book into specific components and then again 60 minute is a concept doesn't have to be whatever let's say if you only could uh, give 30 minutes to yourself then take 30 minutes that's fine right but it, it's all about breaking this into meaningful components and working one piece at a time also realizing that things are going to change you're going to learn right so as you're starting this business for example i've started a email marketing let's say right a one piece and then the first campaign i launched then it did not go well right i learned from that and then adapt and then put that into the next one so essentially you you're if you make mistakes you learn from the mistakes and then incorporate those learnings into the process and then keep going that is part of the agile methodology as, as well sure and then how do you keep the tracking uh, because if you're spending like 60 minutes a day on working on one specific problem a that may not be enough to work on a specific problem and how do you kind of how do you sorry the good question is how do you break it down enough that that those 60 minutes are the most productive actually really really good question just be here and i'll tell you each business has you know its own flavor right i'll give you a few examples right so for example this one, the book itself also features 30 other entrepreneurs who on across various domains what agile entrepreneurship aspect have used right so so few examples i'll give so there's one lady out of southern california she was working as a pharmaceutical sales person and then she wasn't happy even though she was earning six figure income right so she wanted to do something that she really liked and then over the weekend uh, she really wanted to do home organization right help people organize their homes over the weekend she put out a facebook uh, you know in the group she said hey this is what i want to do and then she also uh, put a post in the craigslist at the time craigslist is popular i believe it is still is so by next week she did not have a website she didn't do anything else right she just put these two things 
she got her first paying customer. So if I take this in an agile entrepreneurship way, so this meant not all businesses need websites, right? And that particular year that she was able to earn $12,000, right? As a side hustle. The next year she earned enough that she was able to quit her job and then focus on, on, on this uh, business itself. So my point in this one is during the 30 days, and in our case, it's literally two to three weeks, not even you know, one month, yeah. right? So she didn't need a website. So coming back to your question, how do you know 60 minutes is enough and what if it's not enough? It is okay. So this whole point is about, let's say there are tasks identified for each of the 30 days. A particular task, let's say, takes less than 60 minutes. Then if you want to take up the next task, take the next task. And then let's say a particular task, let's say your business needs a website that's meaningful enough, then creating a website or a bare bones website can be created within 60 minutes, no issues. But let's say you need to spend more time on it. It is okay. So that particular aspect, it can go into multi. It's not a you know, rigid system that you have to follow, but you're adapting. At the end of the day, and I also tell you this, which is that what if you cannot do these things in 30 days? That's okay, right? It, these are concepts. A 60 minutes is a concept. A 30 days is a concept. So that you have an end goal in mind. You have a deadline in mind. So you're accountable to yourself so that every day you're doing something with a meaningful deadline of a 30 days, around 30 days to do those. That's, that's pretty awesome. That, that does solve that problem of, you know, someone's like got a deadline of 30 days. They're spending an hour a day. So they know that. But one of the biggest issues that, that I kind of, when I speak to people that, you know, have ambitions of, um, you, you shared a very interesting statistic when we were speaking about how many people want, want to start a business and how many actually do it. So please do cover that when you answer this question. And also, one of the biggest things to say is about commitment. It's about commitment of time and commitment of, you know, it's, it's going to take, as I, as I work on it more and more, it's going to consume more of my time. It's never going to be enough. It's, I mean, you have to be really disciplined to go, it's going to be 60 minutes and you're actually going to be 60 minutes. How do you, when someone comes to you and asks you, you know, that's, that, that's great, that's a framework, but I have other commitments or I have things to do. How do you kind of answer that kind of question? Yeah. Okay. So first, uh, uh, let me uh, tell you about this, this accountability piece, right? So whatever survey you, you read, like there are many surveys done about, about the entrepreneurship, you know, who wants to start businesses and how many people start businesses. The one statistic that really stands out is around 70%. I mean, you could argue with a 60%, 80%, whatever. Around 70%, depending on the demographic, depending on the age and all that stuff, would like to start a business. That means seven out of 10 people want to have their own business. Other 30%, for whatever purposes, they're not interested. That's fine, right? So seven out of 10 people want to have their own business, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's a full-time business. That's number one. But actually, if you look at how many people are starting a business, it's around 15%, right? So less than two out of 10 are actually doing something about their dream, taking action. So there's a huge gap. If you go back and look at why this much gap is there, why seven out of 10 want to start a business, but less than two actually do something about it. So there are lots of fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, fear of unknown. I don't know. I mean, I built my career, some money and all that stuff. So I'm going to lose everything, right? So all, all those fears are there. And so that is why it's very important to put a scope and boundaries of what can be done, right? So that's why, this 60 minute concept is about two things, right? Which is to launch your business, right? Get it out there so people know that you have a business. 
And the second thing is about get your first paying customer. It could be one paying customer, two paying customers. Because all the entrepreneurs that I, I spoke to, and then my own experience, and just be probably your experience as well, yeah. is that the referral network, once you get your first customer, they will either give you more work or they will refer you to somebody else. Right? I mean, so, that's where confidence comes from, right? Because uh, that's what most people care about. Where's the money going to come from if I quit? Yeah, exactly. And, and then the other uh, uh, quote I, I really would like to mention here is Peter Drucker, who is considered the father of management business consulting, um, so said one thing. The primary purpose of any business, the only purpose, he said, actually, is to create a customer. That's it. The only purpose of a business is to create a customer. But how do you create a customer? Focus on two things. One is innovation, and second thing is marketing. And everything else is noise, right? So mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, they're overwhelmed by so many things. I got, I got to have a perfect website. I got to have a perfect email marketing system. So my point is, then if you keep waiting for the perfect thing, you will never do these fundamental things about launching a business and getting, right? You're trying to get the perfect logo. You got to ask yourself, the perfect logo is to get you a customer, a paying customer. If it's not, then why do you care about it? Maybe you worry about it much later when you're actually building the business. Yeah. So basically it's saying, what are the high value tasks I have to work on? What are the low value tasks? And then anything that's moving me towards, you know, getting a customer, that's a mm-hmm. high value task compared to something that's not. Okay, exactly. absolutely. That's, that's interesting. Thing. That on every step that you take, you know, so the color scheme that you're really spending one week to figure it out, you know, does that help you get a customer? It is important for your business. So be it. Then you spend time on it. But if it is not, then why worry about it now? Maybe you worry about it later. Sure. And in, in terms of someone, you know, following that methodology of yours, how do you really implement it? Um, you know, let's, let's say practically I've read the book and, you know, I'm, uh, I'm interested in implementing it. So is it, how easy is it to implement this? Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I have done is that in the book, there are three sections for each chapter. The first section is about the story of the entrepreneur, right? The example I gave you, you know, what that person did, right? So every chapter starts off with the story of the entrepreneur. The second section is about that particular day's tasks. So as I said, the very first day, what I call a knowledge, skills, assets, make the inventory, right? You're trying to figure out what do you know, what can you do, and then what are the attributes and assets you have, right? So, so then that's the second section. The third section is actually a step-by-step, right? So take the 60 minutes and break it down. Okay, first 20 minutes, you know, use the spreadsheet that I give you as a template, right? the spreadsheet that's given. So put all these things down. Again, the fundamental thing is don't try to be exhaustive. Don't try to be perfect. Don't think that you got to have everything in there, right? So don't. Just spend about 20 minutes. Whatever you think you know about yourself, put them there, right? And oh. then, so essentially break the 60 minutes into specific things for that day. That's, what, that's how I laid out in the book uh, with a template that I give, uh, you know, people. And then let's say you spend six, 60 minutes and then you think you need to do more. It's okay. You come back to it later. Right. Okay. So, and then, then let's say the next uh, day is about customers, right? So it's about a template that's given again, right? uh, you know, how do you capture this input into a, this customer template and then do some basic research about uh, who the target customers that you want to target and what are the pain points, right? Write them down and then uh, write them uh, down about what of the knowledge, skills, assets that you put on the day one, you think you can service what kind of offering that you give to these customers to solve the problems that you, you wrote down. 
right? So essentially, you're writing down the first days uh, every day with a proven template, with, with a, a, a given template, and then break those tasks into meaningful, like a, in 40 minutes and that kind of stuff. So let me also say, just be in the second half, right, 15 days I talk about, every day there is one strategy that I, I give in the book to go and get the first paying customers, right? So for example, one day the, the strategy, I call it other people's audience, right? And then if, you lay, if I lay down, that particular chapter starts with this gentleman with Joshua, who is a content writer, right? So how he built his business. And the second section talks about him reaching out his accountant and telling him that, hey, Mr. Accountant, you know, you have your customers. So I want to teach them how to write a very meaningful content for their blog or whatever, right? I want to take one hour. I will invite them for lunch. I will pay for the lunch, but I will teach them how to write, you know, a free class on how to write uh, you know, this content. And then, wow. he, he, so then the third section of the uh, chapter says about, you know, how to write the email. Uh, I mean, how to talk to the accountant in five minutes and then, you know, get the meal and then how to write this, whatever the content. So 20 minutes, this 20 minutes. So essentially you're taking the 60 minutes to lay out the plan. And then we, when you actually implement, you may not be implementing that day because you're planning that day. So you implement some other day. Then by end of that meeting, Joshua was able to get $10,000 plus of, a, you know, business from the people who attended that workshop. Wow. Okay. I, I just, uh, while you were saying this, I just had an insight from what you said. So, so basically you're saying, this is what I got from this, from what you just said, is that if you're, for example, using those 20 minutes to write it down, you're planning for the next day or implementing it. If you're putting, if you're using more than 20 minutes, you're almost making it too complex. You're not keeping it simple enough. If it's simple enough, it'll fit in that 20 minutes, for example. Uh, and then that's fine, right? So it's, it's, let's say, again, it's not a rigid, right? So if, if that particular uh, right, writing that email based on the, it's taking you more than 20 minutes, there could be two things. One is that you're trying to make it too complex, as you said, or maybe your particular business needs that extra input. So go ahead and take that time anyway, right? So because this, the 50 days of sales strategies are each sales strategy for each day, but that, that, that does not mean that you have to implement all the 15 strategies. You know, pick three or five that work for you and then keep working on them to get your first paying customers because that gives you confidence to, you know, in the, in the process and then actually you can take the process or you can talk to the customers and gather referrals. So then you can go into the next section. But the first 30 days is all about launching your business and getting the first paying customer. Awesome. And uh, um, so who do you think that just, you know, should you should read that book? Is it more someone who's, you know, decided and they, they want to start or someone who's still a bit on the edge and is like, I don't know, I have this idea one day, whatever that day comes. Do you think that's for kind of both audiences? Definitely for the, for the first one I mentioned, but for the second one as well? Yeah. So I think the ideal readers, people who um, who should read the book, anybody who is an aspiring entrepreneur, right? So would like to uh, start a business, but struggling with probably two things. One is, I don't know where to start, right? Yeah. Some, something that tells me this is how you start. So one type of uh, person. The other type of person is, I have a vague idea of what I want to do, right? And then who I want to serve, but I don't know marketing. I don't know sales. How do I reach out? So I wish there are some uh, uh, proven strategies that I could leverage. So that's, that's the other type, right? So this is the fundamental. The third one is people who have trouble following a plan, making accountable to themselves, right? So what I tell is like, I, I don't think I'm the guru or I'm telling somebody, you know, don't you know, 
believe in that one, number one. Just believe in yourself, right? So that you can do it, trust yourself, and give yourself 60 minutes a day towards starting a business, right? And then even if you, let's say, you don't complete the book, you don't read the book, put that aside. Just 60 minutes a day, 30 days, keep doing one thing about a business every day, and I guarantee, right, by end of the 30 days, you would make so much progress on the business that you would not believe. And then uh, I give an example of this uh, friend of mine who I'm working with. He had this idea. He trademarked the, you know, this idea and all that stuff. And he's been sitting in the idea for you know, five years, believe it or not. <laughs> I started talking about it. And I said, this is how you do it. And then, of course, I accelerated a little bit by connecting him with people that I know and all that stuff because he's a friend of mine. And then last, uh, you know, over the holidays, we didn't do much work. But I would say over the last two calendar months, so we are there and he's, we're ready to launch the business, right? It's not my business, it's his business. I accelerated it, but he's been sitting on the business for five years, right? He was not accountable to himself. He had, you know, trademarked it. He has gone to that process, right? So people like that who are passionate about what they do, but somehow lacked accountability, lacked that extra push uh, to go and make it happen. So, but putting this 30-day boundary on 60 minutes a day, every day I want to do something, it could be even 30 minutes a day, whatever that is, right? Then they would make tremendous, tremendous progress. Awesome. So, so what's, uh, uh, if I may ask, you know, what, what are you involved in at the moment? What sort of businesses and what are you really involved in at the moment? Yeah. So this is, this is about my experiences based on the podcast and this book came about. That's one. And, uh, but my, my primary thing is that I uh, work on a consulting company, uh, which right. is a data analytics consulting company. It's called digitaltransformationpro.com where I help uh, businesses get meaningful business insights from the data that they get on a daily basis, the customer data, product data, whatever that is, right? So I'm all into uh, the data analytics, data strategy, uh, using technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning and all that stuff. So that's, that's the one thing that I do. And then the last thing is I, like the example I gave you, I invest in startups. I help with other founders where, you know, to help them accelerate their startups. So that's another thing that I do. Awesome. And what's, what's next for you? Yeah, it's a series of books. So one of the things, Jaspir, I'm uh, probably the first time I'm talking to somebody is uh, because the concept, the foundation of the 60 minute startup has set in the agile entrepreneurship, right? The first book is all about, you know, the framework. It's a conceptual framework. The next step in this one is take this into each of the specific domains. One of the domains could be like a tech startup. Like how do you take this concept into going to technology startup? Is there any specific thing that you, know, you can do to accelerate your technology startups? Uh, the next one could be you know, health and fitness, right? So because each of the domains have own specific things because one of the questions that he asked at the beginning is that, hey, is this framework, uh, does it apply to all industries or a specific industry? In general, it applies to all industries, but each of the domains has its own nuances of what can be done, uh, what should not be done in, in that space. So getting into that one, uh, continuing the podcast, and um, so just continuing on the, on the spectrum. Awesome. And what's the best way for people to connect with you, find you, and ask you questions? And Yeah. So one thing is, uh, in the back, probably you see the Agile Entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. RameshDanta.com. So that's the main go-to site, R-A-M-E-S-H-D-O-N-T-H-A.com is my personal branded website. You can get information about the podcast. You can get information about the books and then what else I'm doing, right? And I'm also active on a couple of social works and uh, social media outlets, I would say, 
Uh, one is a LinkedIn. I write quite extensively there. And then the Twitter is, uh, I'm, I'm there. Uh, those are the two medias that please do connect. And then I, I'm a prolific con- uh, in a connector. I, I really would like to talk to people. Awesome. And any final words before we close the show? No, it, it's it's all about taking action, Jasper, right? So it's many times uh, we sit on it and I myself uh, have to blame uh, many times. This is sitting on an idea. As an example, this book has been you know, my idea for quite some time. But uh, 2019, he said, I am, I'm, no matter what, I'm going to do it, right? In spite of lots of ups and downs, I took time every day for a period of about, uh, I would say, about 45 days or so, I was writing everything. So that's an example. It's not that, uh, you know, only I could do it. You can do it. Everybody can do it. So stop deliberating. Stop taking all this course after course and workshop after workshop seminar. But in every day, find some time to take an action, do something about it, and you will be amazed at the progress you'll be making. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing your uh, knowledge and wisdom. Hey, Jasbir, thank you very much for having me. Um, really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Only the Brave Have Fun. I hope you got some great value and insights from this episode. And if you're someone who wants to transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur, then I have some great free resources for you. If you visit www.jazzbearaurora.com, that's www.jazzbearaurora.com, and drop me a line, I will send you an ebook and also a one-hour masterclass. And also, um, go and take the Escape the 9 to 5 survey, uh, which will help you understand where you are right now um, and where the gaps are in your knowledge to transition from being an employee to an entrepreneur. And if you're a business and you need help growing or if you have any uh, issues that you'd like to discuss, then yeah, once again, visit the website and I'll be more than happy to help you. Thank you for listening.